I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Like some purified water? Oh my God. <laughs> that fucking thing out of here. I still think um, you're having a lark with that. So this is uh, this is going to be really interesting, guys. Um, I don't know if you if you dudes have like I, I've been doing all the booking recently, and and I don't tell the yeah. guys what we're what we're about to talk about, Alexi. Um, but uh, you might have been able to see uh, what we're what we're kind of like diving into here. But uh, Alexi, you're. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you because it's been a long time since we've covered um, Tourette's uh, within the, the the spectrum of mental illness, and um, and that's something that you uh, you deal with. and And actually, when we when we we covered Tourette's uh, in the past, our 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 guests didn't really have like very um, consistent or like noticeable ticks while we were talking to them. And um, I'm noticing already we were just we've been hanging out, and you're like you're ticking it up over there. Yes, uh, I've been, I tick uh, when I'm stressed, when I'm nervous, when I'm anxious, but I'm also, I also tick when I'm excited. Right. Uh, so there's probably 1% of the time where I don't, don't tick. Right. Um, but I mean, obviously severity changes the way things go. Right. Uh, work, where I work is very stressful. So I, I tick a lot. And especially if I have like, for example, phone shifts, I, every single time I get a call in, I actually right away say, Hey, I might stutter. I'm still here. All this stuff, just keep it (laughs) posted. Um, And same with my team, whenever, like when I first met them, um, you know, just, I'm very open about it. I don't, I don't care if people know or whatever. Um, Yeah. Just, just know that I might tick and, 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 Twitch out, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, right, Physically yeah. fine, just mentally, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, right. I guess that would be that would that would probably be, you know, if if I was if I if I met somebody um, with Tourette's who didn't tell me that they had Tourette's, it you know my my first my first instinct might be might be to then to to be like, are you are you okay? Like like are you are you are you are you, are you having a stroke? Like are you having something that I should like? be concerned about and call a, a, a paramedic or something like that. Like, have you ever, have you ever had a, have you ever had a, something where you just, you completely forget that you have Tourette's or that you, that, that maybe informing somebody that you have Tourette's should be the case. And they're like, they're like beyond concerned all the time, actually. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. And even with my parents and sis, no. Um, so I, I, I now work from home because of COVID. But right before COVID, the shirt I'm wearing is is a company called Brew Donkey here in Ottawa, which is just bus trips to beer. So you know, mm. you three would jump on jump on the bus, and we go to three to five different breweries, 
uh, all the food, all the beer, everything's included, <laughs> even the bus ride and my <laughs> terrible jokes. And so that's where <laughs> that's the whole time I'm entertaining between five and seven, eight hours, mm. the whole time. So I'm on the bus saying jokes, basic brewing process, all this stuff. So right away, I don't even know these people on the bus about 99% of the time. And so I'll start ticking. There's days where I might take one little time and that's it. That's all. But most of the time I do tick a lot more. And again, I'm, I'm very vocal and open about it that I pretty much say at the beginning, Hey, if I look like an idiot, I have ticks and Tourette's. So I don't care if you talk to me about it. I love talking about it, but I'm good. I'm mentally fine. I'm just ready to drink a beer with you guys. So, <laughs> right, it's right. just one of the, it's just one of those that it's kind of now in my routine, unless I like know you, know you and, and such, mm. but I don't shake your hand and saying, Hey, my name's Alexi. I've got Tourette's. Right. I want to yeah. do that. Yeah. But if it comes down to, I'm going to be talking to you for a couple hours or whatever it is, or going to be entertaining just from the get go. I'm like, Hey, I've got this. We can move on. And everyone, every once in a while on, uh, on the tours, I've actually talked to more people about it. Cause they're just like, wow, actually my sister, brother, aunt, uncle, whoever have partial Tourette's or full Tourette's mm. and full blown things that, they ask me questions and I'm like, well, I'm not a doctor, but from my experience, it's this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. this and that and that. And so talking about it gives more awareness. And mm. I love doing that because just in 2021, yeah, 2021, I joined the, um, like a, a small Tourette's um, support group uh, online. I mean, most of them are all across Can Canada and there's about 13 or 15 of us. Um, and it's every Tuesday. It's great because I could just talk about my stresses and my, my frustrations that I'm dealing with, mm. with the day and this whole week, like, Oh, my work was insane. So, so I'm just constantly ticking and I, I feel like I'm stressing at work even more than I should and want to. Mm -hmm. And it, it physically takes a toll because there's a, every very rarely, but every one, every once in a while, I'll do what I'm doing right now with my neck mm. and I'll kink it right in the yeah. back. And all of a sudden yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't move really, but I want to tick. It's, it's yeah, so stupid. Right. Yeah. It's and for like people, for people who are listening, like the, what we're seeing, the tick that's, that's manifesting here is like, you're, it's like, you're kind of like, um, kind of like, like, sideways jerking your chin up into the left. Right. And, and yep. like, a, like you're almost like trying to get like a little neck stretch in, but it's, it's like a, a repetitive, like, like pop, 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 like three quick stretches in a row. Yep. Um, which, which like, if I tried to do that right now, I'm sure my neck would be fucked. Yeah. You haven't trained up. I, yeah. Yeah, then, exactly. Uh, I'm not, I'm no, not no. as like lubed up as your <laughs> neck might be from, from the constant I, movement. I, I'm curious, Alexi, um, that group that you talked about, uh, sort of joining or, or being part of in 2021 did like, was that sort of born out of the fact that like, we were like, we're just having more virtual meetings online and you guys just started to connect online or, or is, no, honestly, is that in person thing or what? For me, I, I, it probably, it probably would be an in-person thing, but I mean, what you said was kind of on the direction, but for many, many years, I'm like, I want to talk to somebody who has it. I don't care if it's one, two or five people or a hundred people, but just somebody so that I'm able to say, I have this, has anybody else gone through this suffering or frustration 
where all of a sudden we're going to change, change my ticks. So like when I first realized I kind of had this, now this is all self-diagnosed. I'm not diagnosed with the doctor yet for closure. I, I have talked to my doctor being like, Hey, can we talk about it and, and, and figure this out? Um, but with all the self self-diagnosis, um, I'm realizing that all these different ticks are coming through and I don't really have anybody to talk to even my doctor, no problem, but they don't have ticks. Mm-hmm. Now, again, on the other, uh, on the other end, I don't have severe ticks. Like I've seen people like even one or two people on, 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 on the group, they have t- worse ticks than I do. Like fully so, debilitating kind of uh, sort of situation. Yeah. It yeah. can be. I mean, one of them, um, everyone's so friendly there, but one of them will kind of do the neck twitch and then kind of blurt out a couple words here and there. Mm. And yes, the whole stereotype of, of the, the swearing ticks as everyone yeah. likes to call it. It's yeah. so rare um, that when you actually do talk to somebody who kind of has that, it's, it's interesting because you know, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, all of a sudden the swear word comes <laughs> and you would just keep going. It's as yeah. if it never mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just their outlet. And for, for me to, to the best describe it would be, it's an itch that you scratch and it comes back every five seconds to the same spot. Yeah, so right. you get the satisfaction of scratching that itch, but then it comes right back, right back, mm-hmm. right back. And obviously right. more stress and such will make it go worse or, or it's, it's like a pendulum. You just go yeah. back and forth. The whole is, stuttering is something new though. Is there, um, I'm, I'm thinking of like, uh, when you meet with these, with, uh, with the, with the group, is there, um, I, I'm when, when, when you said that you're, you know, when you're stressed, when you're excited, when you're maybe, maybe if you're t- tired or overworked or whatever, I, and I'm, I'm the stress part is kind of standing out to me because yeah. When, when I think of, when I think of people in general, when everybody gets stressed, that ends up at some point manifesting in some way, whether it's like, you know, the way that you treat the people around you, the way that you, you you know, you might react really quickly or be short with people or whatever, like it comes out. I think with, with people, if you don't have Tourette's, then it's more subtle, <laughs> you yeah. know, with you, it's like it, it, with somebody with Tourette's, it's like, it's, it's, it might be more obvious, but we all sort of deal with that. And stress management is important for everybody, but I'm wondering if yes. when you are meeting with the group, is that something that you would talk about? Like, like if, if, if stress is really bringing on and intensifying the, the tick, um, and you'd want to, you know, you, you're, you're looking to like try to control that more, um, is that something that, that you would talk about? Like how other people are sort of like managing stress and their, the, 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 the stresses that I think everybody deals with on a daily basis, regardless of who you are. Yep. So a hundred percent, um, obviously everyone deals with their stress in different ways. Um, but stress is always the number one, at least that I'm seeing factor that will come in with, depending on the severity that comes through. I always talk about my stress, uh, I'm, I'm saying, you know, work is very stressful. Life is stressful, this, that, and the other, just everything. <laughs> and, and whenever I ask like who, who else copes, how do you cope with it? And all those things, most people, at least in this group seem to be medicated. And again, I'm, I'm self-diagnosed. So mm. I'm not on, on medication. Um, 
And I don't know if I want to be. Mm -hmm. I Some of the de-stresses that I do is I go for like absolute daily walks. The other, uh, yesterday was the first day in like 60, 70 days that I didn't go for a walk. And that kind of ticked me off because I freaking broke my toe being a dum-dum, but whatever. <laughs> um, but I go for my walks and I listen to almost the same playlist and it's from a video game. It just kind of gets me in the mood. And I just go. The other thing I do is also I smoke weed. Not to the point of being like, hey, no. I just kind of calms me down to say, all right, I don't have to worry about whatever the hell stress was today. Yeah. I can just de-stress for the next hour and just get out of here. Don't talk to anybody. Put my headset on and just go. Yeah. I also deal with video games. Um, you know, I've, I've got these VHS things. Still oh my I, god, I, Ace Ventura! I, yeah. Ace Ventura on VHS. I also I also really need to know what uh, video game playlist you're listening to. Yeah. Uh, well, a few of them. So one of them is uh, the Borderlands 3 yeah. okay. playlist. Uh, Borderlands 2, the new Dying, Dying Light 2. Uh, Legend of Zelda, of course, really calms Sweet. me out. Because it's like this adventure kind of music. The reason I like video game music is because 99% of the time there's no lyrics and I don't Mm. want to hear lyrics. I kind of want to get into my own zone. Mm. So whenever I listen to just instrumentals and especially video game, I can picture the scene in in, in the game, but then I can just picture myself there and just doing whatever and not. Yeah totally being hurt i feel like if i if i started listening to the elden ring soundtrack as i go about my day i would i would be like constantly enraged and afraid for for my life and and fucking pissed but you you might feel very questy questy and also scared and angry exactly yes you go down these dark alleys and you're just like i'm just here because i want to be here i'm just here looking for treasure man all right just looking for treasure looting bodies (laughs) (laughs) i I love that you uh shared that because i feel like i I feel like you unlocked this for me because I feel like I have a similar relationship to video game music. For me, it would be the uh, Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. And, and thinking about that and using that as a tool to de-stress, I'm like, yep. oh, whoa, mm-hmm. that's... You just unlocked that for me. That's yeah, really, I, I mean, really I do the same cool. thing, but I, yeah. literally, I do the same thing, but with uh, movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. like Movie soundtracks like, as well. Yeah, like mo- movie OSTs that like... That scores, yeah, like the scores from films, like like su- the Suspiria soundtrack is like yeah. this very like. Well, that's it. Inception is actually one of them that I listen to a lot. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just for me. I'll listen to a lyrical soundtrack or a song or two, but for me, it's just no lyrics. I want to mentally think of some lyrics mm. and just get the heck out and just go from there. I uh, and I love it. I am um, this. I, I love this conversation so far, and I'm I'm curious. So I know that uh, first of all, happy belated birthday! I know that you just turned 34. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, great age to be, probably the best age to be. Um, it's it's my favorite. <laughs> I heard age. you were 34. Uh, that's right. That's right. Um, I'm wondering, um, Alexi, like how how long is has, have you been? I know that I know that you haven't technically been diagnosed. So. So instead of like, you know, when did you, when did you get your diagnosis? When, when did, when did Tourette's start to present for you in your life? When, when, was this something that you've been dealing with forever or was there sort of a, either a moment or a time period where you started to develop maybe tics or start to notice things being a little bit different than normal? Yeah. And actually what you just said there, like a moment and yes, there was a moment. 
And the moment was at my grandparents' old farm near Renfrew. Um, I remember in one of the like dining rooms in the back, we'd be having, I guess, brunch at the time, lunch, whatever. And and actually just segue, I was talking to my, 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 uh, my group with this as well. But when I first noticed that something isn't right was whenever I would take a bite of food, I would always come out with like a, like a pig sound. So in the back of my throat, I'd <coughs> all the time. So I'd take a bite and, and just go along eating, eating, eating. And I'd be like, why am I making this sound and no one else is? Mm. And then I talked to my parents. And I think at the time I was maybe eight, eight or 10, something like that. And you weren't trying to make the noise. Like it was just no, something just that you were up. naturally kind of doing while you were eating. Yep. Huh. Yep. And I would just make that sound. And my my parents never were like what the hell are you doing they were just you know concerned you're like you okay you're making these these sounds i was like yeah i kind of started to do these sounds not too long ago but i don't know what the heck it is and i you know it's and the reason i brought up i talked to this with my team is because when i first met them i asked them like what was your first ish tick and i would say 80 percent of people that i've talked to with tourette's or even thinking they might have it 80 to 85% are saying this pig sound Whoa. or something with the back of the throat, no way. which I thought was interesting. So I was like, okay, right away. I'm not alone in that sense. I'm mm. not making my own. And I like, cause anything could be a tick. I used to have one, my favorite number is number seven. So if I hit my hand on the wall with five fingers, I'd have to hit it with two more fingers and do that seven times. I stopped doing that after I got older but I used to just do seven, 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 just all these random seven things. Um, hmm. And I stopped doing that. The pig sound I've gotten rid of other than this, excuse me, the stutter. Uh, there's no verbal ticks that I really have anymore. It's more physical. Hmm. So the other one that I thought I was super, super alone with or very minuscule amount of people is because it's such a stupid tick where if I'm looking at you, the bridge of my nose has to cover half your face and then your entire face on one side and then the other side. I'm Whoa. thinking, who the hell does that? <laughs> I was talking with the team and they're like, I used to do that. <laughs> Whoa, right. So I'm not the only one with this and it's, it's so good. And I think that's what I need is to, mm. I don't want you to, to, to heal me or anything. Just say I'm not alone and yeah. just say that I've gone through this or I know somebody who has gone through that exact tick. Because I hate, like, I, I don't care if somebody looks at me and they're like, oh, what an idiot or fucking idiot, anything. That's fine. I don't mind that. You, you can be ignorant as much as possible. But for me, it's the awareness. So if anything, I'd rather do the tick and be like, hey, I'm not mm -hmm. trying to make you feel like crap, but I've got Tourette's or partial Tourette's. Mm -hmm. Leave me alone. If you want to know more, <laughs> go, to the, go to the website. You can learn more. <laughs> I guarantee you that most, that everyone probably has somebody that they know. Cause I think the, the average is one to seven, at least, or one to one to eight here in Canada, which just very minor or basic Tourette's. Mm. Um, what? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you no, there, but um, when, before you found, before you found the community that you, that, and you know, you, you had this, you had these moments of validation where they're like, yeah, I, I, I had the, I had the sound in my throat too. And I did this thing where I was covering the face too. 
did you, what I, I'm imagining you've gone through periods of mind fuckery where yeah. you, where you were like, am I making this up? Am I like, mm. what's going on? Am I doing this? Because there's a part of my brain that's just telling another part of my brain that I can't hear that I should do it. Or, I mean, I guess that is kind of what's happening. Yeah, The fascinating part of it is like you say, like I, I, it started with this pig noise, but I don't, I've gotten rid of that. Like I don't do that anymore. Right. It's like the, these things come and then they go and then new things form. And it's like, it's so, it's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. But, but, but from the, but from the perspective of like not having the community and not having a, a concrete diagnosis of, of being in this limbo space. I'm going, yeah. I'm going like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. 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 Is this me I, or is this another, like another, I, another thing in me that just like, yeah. it's, it's, it would be very trippy. Also specifically like with the, like the seven and the, and the, the nose covering the face ticks, like yeah. those seem to me more like, Oh, like there's a story that your brain is telling you when those are happening rather than like the, you know, the noise in the back of the throat, that's just sort of like happening. Yep. Like what is, what is it like when you're experiencing those ticks and you're like sort of telling yourself, this story or you notice that it's happening. Like, can you explain what like that, that sort of feels like? Thing? Like when you, like, are you, I mean, you're obviously conscious that you're doing it, but like, yeah. is it, does it feel like you have no control that you're doing it? Or is it In like something sense. that you feel you need to do? Both. Uh, I don't okay. have control yeah. of it because I need to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> because if I don't, right. don't do it and yeah. you know, again, I'm just going back to that itching where if I'm itchy, I'm like, okay, you know, I can let it do its thing. And right. Oh my God, yeah. I just need to scratch that itch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the same thing with, with my ticks, where if I don't do it, my brain will be like, what the hell are you doing? Just, just do that just stupid do thing that I asked you to do. Yeah. And as soon as I do it, I'm like, okay, cool. I've done your, done the deed. And they're like, ah, Let's do it another million times. Just (laughs) Jesus, I got to start typing. And so that's what's so frustrating about is because I don't know if what I'm doing is something new or a new tick that's manifesting or Mm. anything, because starting with the pig noise, then I started to do hums and then I moved away from hums and now I'm doing a bit of stuttering. And Mm. I used to do the, I still do the nose thing kind of not as often, uh, the seventh thing is gone. Thank God I don't have my favorite numbers, like a thousand or something like that. It'd be nightmarish. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's those things where anything can be a tick. Like me, uh, you probably heard people flicking on and off the light switch or mm. locking their car door like a thousand times. And it's just, it's in their head. Mm, yeah. And I've seen some of these people and I personally know people like this in my family even where they're suffering with Tourette, with Tourette's as well, but in a different way. Yeah. So in a sense, like I want to help you and I, but I can't, I don't know that exact tick and the the frustration. And until I hit seven digits on the table, the satisfaction just depletes. Yeah. But I don't know when the hell that's going to come back, come back in 30 seconds or an hour. Do you know the difference between like a a tick compulsion and, and, and say like an OCD compulsion? Well, that's the other thing. OCD and Tourette's kind of go hand in hand. Mm. So for me, um, uh, for example, my iPhone, um, if my wife grabs my phone, just if I'm driving, she's looking up Google Maps. Yeah, yeah, no, sounds good. We're going here. And then she'll lock my phone. And I'm like, mm. and she'll look at me and be like, okay, sorry. She'll have to go to the home page, then lock the phone. Right. It doesn't right. do anything to the phone. It's just, yeah. that's my OCD. 
Yeah. And so yeah. that also, if I don't do that, I'm thinking in the back of my mind while driving, like, oh my God, just go to the home screen, just go to the home screen. And I start looking, <laughs> no, I don't want to hurt anybody, yeah. but <laughs> little things like that. Where I swear to God, I will drive this goddamn car <laughs> off the goddamn road. Yeah. That's funny because I ran, okay, fun story of my Tourette's. <laughs> I was walking down the street. This was over 10 years ago, somewhere downtown. And at the time, one of my tics was touching, not thinking weird, but just kind of like very basic touching. Mm-hmm. Randomly walking down the street, downtown Ottawa, it's busy as all hell. I brush shoulders with some random fucking guy. I look at him, I was like, hello. <laughs> He's like, hello. I was like, hi, my name's Alexi. Do you mind if I just touch your other shoulder with my other shoulder? (laughs) Of course, it's downtown Ottawa. They're like, "Mm, no, thanks. I was like, no, 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 thanks. And they're like, "Mm, why? I was like, well, uh, let's just cut to the change. I have partial Tourette's and it'll make me feel a little bit better. Just brushing my left shoulder with your left shoulder. We can be shoulder friends. He's like, that sounds stupid. I was like, do you mind just for a second? He's like, no. And he walked away. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. I went to uh, the Rito Center, and I went into a random store, maybe like Blue Notes or something. And I brushed shoulders with a mannequin. It's a (laughs) – I was like, ah, the satisfaction of brushing shoulders with another human. Finish everything. Just walking around, tapping people, be like, hey, hey, hey. That's actually an amazing story. For me is this. the shirt. If the shirt flipped is a little bit. Yeah, right. I did this randomly once at a concert. Someone's shirt was like this. I flipped it down. They're like, you okay? I was like, I just like your shirt. Like, oh, that's a little weird. I was like, I'm a weird person, man. And I walked away. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. Exactly. But I'm like, oh my God, I can actually survive now. Go and listen to another song. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really interesting because if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, that guy was so high. Or like, that guy was yeah, so high. Yeah, that guy was on Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. Something that I just find really interesting here is the, you know, the amount of people that we talk to on the show, and it doesn't matter what we're talking about. If we're, you know, we're talking about a mental illness or we're talking about, a, you know, some sort of chronic issue or, um, you know, just something that's like com- completely mysterious and they don't know. Like, it, it, the, the majority of folks are, are, seem to be on some sort of, um, you know, quest to get, to find a diagnosis, to get the, to, to get a a label, like name the thing, label the thing, sort it out like with a professional so that there can be some sort of game plan going forward. And, and I, I don't know if, if I'm, um, I, I don't, I don't feel like you've, you've alluded to not wanting to get a diagnosis, but, but you have kind of mentioned like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to alter this. I don't want to change anything about myself. 
Um, yeah. And is is the reason why you have not yet gotten a diagnosis due to the fact that you don't really want things to change, um, or is or or why? Like what? Yeah. what like yeah. if you've been doing if you've been dealing this with dealing with this for so long, you know, you're 34 now. And it's very evident. There's something happening, right? Yeah. There, it's 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 very obviously Tourette's or or you know Tourette's with comorbid with OCD or something. What what has what has held you back from actually getting the 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 full on like diagnosis from um, you know a psychologist or whoever would be the one that that would give you that? Well, I'm a method actor. I want to make sure that my my part that I'm playing for in 25 years is going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I think one of the reasons I haven't was, I mean, first of all, clearly, as you three have said, there's something going on. All right. Then why do I need somebody else to stamp rubber stamp the page to say, yeah, you have it. Mm. It's just kind of a waste of their time, my time, whatever. Um, but I mean, partially it's because of laziness, mm. you know, whatever. I'm not going to, I have it. So I don't know the severity. That might be the, one of the biggest reasons to say, you know, on a scale from one to 10, you're at a six. Okay, cool. That that's good to know. So that if I do need meds, I don't have to be like, give me the, whatever the hell the most you have mm -hmm. so I can reduce it like crazy. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the more and more we're now opening up about mental illness for the past five, six, seven years, I think it's the mental satisfaction of me saying, yes, I have a piece of paper that says I have this because mm. I'm, I'm noticing that my Tourette's as, as my days goes on every, every week, every month, every year, I feel like I'm getting something else. So I feel like my, now my anxiety is just skyrocketing. I've always had anxiety, mm. but now it's just getting a little bit worse. Uh, my OCD is getting to a point where I don't want to be annoying uh, to my friends or family like that, but I have to do this or else I'm going to go bonkers. And it's mm. so simple, like just putting down the little flap of your shirt. Um, I do want it now. I'm the age I am. And I just said, screw it. Let's just, let's just get it done. So I can get a sheet of paper that says, yes, I have it. And then that mental satisfaction of, okay, I don't have to guess anymore. Or I don't have to say, well, it seems like I, but I might not have it. I don't know. Mm. I just want to kind of get it done. Um, when I was younger, my, one of my sisters got diagnosed, I think, at a 1718. Uh, and the other one, my other sister, I don't think has been diagnosed, but she doesn't have nearly as much or really anything anymore. It's just my oldest sister and myself, uh, myself right now. And then on my dad's side. So uh, my mm. dad used to have a lot more, uh, but he's pretty much got almost nothing now. And that's what I'm taught. Like, that's what I'm realizing. I'm talking and reading and seeing and everything is that, you know, you don't really hear people dying of Tourette's. They're mm. frustrated. They're frustrated and confused and annoyed, but no one's like, Oh, I overdosed on so-and-so because of my tics or I don't know, mm. I'm playing Pokemon go and I fall off this and that because of my Tourette's and I mm. like knock somebody or nothing like that. Mm. I'm just noticing that, if I can just get that diagnosis, great. I can just move on yeah. with my days and say, yep, I've got it. I don't have to kind of guess and say, well, I'm not fully diagnosed. Yeah. Do, you, do you, um, do you feel like, a, so I've been sort of going through a, on a bit of a similar journey, uh, over the past year with ADHD Yeah. and, um, I've been talking to my therapist a lot about it and 
like it's it's becoming more and more obvious that this is something that like not only it impacts my life in in like a minor way it's actually impacts my life in quite a significant way and in a way that I didn't really understand until I started going to therapy and my therapist can't diagnose me but I've like done an assessment with her and like all signs point to like yeah for sure it's, this yeah. is definitely ADHD um but to like get a formal diagnosis I need to go to the doctor and one part, it's really hard to go to the doctor because I have ADHD. So like, yeah. I'm just never thinking about booking a fucking appointment. Yeah. But then the second thing is like, I don't see the point because like I, at this point, I don't think I'm going to go on medication, even though like I've considered it a number of times because there are days that I have where I'm like, fuck, medication would probably be a game changer for me today. Maybe. Maybe. But I also think like, man, it's, it's a shame that I feel like I have to take medication yeah. because, because the world is, is not built for me to function in a way. And, and I don't know if maybe, I don't know if this is a fair statement to make, but sometimes to me, it, and this is like a feeling statement, I guess, is like sometimes to me it feels like, you know, if there was, yeah, I, I, again, I'm, I'm hesitating to make the statement, but I'm going to say it anyway just for sake of, talking about it like if if I was in a wheelchair and I went up to a building and there was a set of stairs going up and there was no ramp um I'd be fucking pissed and and that's obvious that that building is not wheelchair accessible but in like these in these nine to five working environments where you go to an office and sit down and have to like focus on a job for eight hours a day and then shut your brain off and go home like that type of typical standard working environment isn't really um, conducive to having a, a neurodivergent brain. Like it's, it's not made for people who think like that. And it might not be fair to equate the two in the same way, but it feels like, oh, why should I have to take medication to fit into a society that wasn't necessarily made for me or built considering how my brain works? So that's perfect because as you saw with Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey is like my (laughs) hero when it comes to actors. I think he's hilarious, but he's suffering as well daily. Every single day that guy is going through bonkers stuff. But there was a quote by him that says like the need for acceptance makes you invisible. And I love that because that's how I kind of feel with this whole medication or getting diagnosed. It's like, should I just be accepted and say, yep, you're just another person that's on the list that says, yes, you have it. Or does it matter? What's it going to do? It's just, somebody's just going to say you have it. Okay. You're not going to all of a sudden change your days. And that it might open up a couple different doors, but mm. your daily routine is probably going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's just like, if I'm the way I am right now, self-diagnosed, I'm kind of going off a whim. I'm not going to feel invisible. I'm going to feel like a normal human being or, 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 or looked at differently. Cause I know a lot of people, people that I personally know and just through media that don't trust doctors or don't listen to doctors or don't, or don't even have doctors. So mm. they can say, well, whatever the doctor says is just bullshit. Do your mm. thing. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, there's, there's, again, it's like that <clears throat> pendulum. It's like, yes, it's good. And you know, the back yeah. and forth where, screw it. I'm just going to stay the way I am. I mean, I there's gotta huge... be a, there's gotta be a, there's, there's gotta be like a, I guess there's gotta be a, a dominant perception that, that 
and I guess the, and the, this is gonna this is going to this sentiment goes against what you were just saying, Bri, but um, which 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 I thought was a really interesting interesting perspective um, of if if your experience doesn't feel if your experience is obviously different, but you don't feel like it's so overwhelmingly disruptive to your life. Like if, if it feels manageable, then that's obviously going to be a, a pretty massive, if not the biggest factor in whether a diagnosis matters to you or mm. not, because yep. if intervening to make a significant change, isn't what you are, what you feel is necessary or right for you, mm. then right. Like how much does a diagnosis matter? And on the point that you raised there, um, Bri, from like, like, I heard I heard you say that, and I, and I think that it is a fairly good comparison to uh, the ramp situation. I mean, yeah. it's a good tool to get a point across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously there are major differences. Very, in very that. different. One is, one obviously, is like yes. one is like yeah. physical. I'm not comparing the two. I was using <laughs> no, yeah, no, I know. It was an analogy. Yeah. No, but yes, no, I know. Yes, but yes, but, yeah, yeah. but in a lot of ways, yeah. it's it's even it's it could you could look at it as even being, um, you know, more compelling from the sense of. One is physical infrastructure that is very, at least conceptually easy, like conceptually to go, we need a ramp, build it, it's there. Yeah. As opposed to- doesn't happen. Yeah, right. (laughs) Which is a problem. But But like, I think that, I think (laughs) what you said actually highlights how ridiculous it is if it doesn't get done because it is so simple. Um, As opposed to like a social structure that we've literally been built upon. Yeah, like a psychological thing where where everybody- around Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're, let's just say you exist in a group of 10 people and you're the only one who deals with the thing that you deal with, Mm -hmm. then you are ultimately the, the, the odd person out of the, uh, of the group. And the, the nine have to Mm -hmm. have to psychologically remember that you operate on a different Mm -hmm. plane sort of thing, which is, which, you know, conceptually much more challenging. I don't want to make the, like, uh, like the, the point that I, I do want to make here is that like when it comes to taking medication, um, I I believe that all of our experiences fall on a spectrum somewhere. They're they're different and unique and and we're all affected differently by these these different things. And for me, when it comes to ADHD, um I am very fortunate that like my work environment is sort of probably the best case that I could ever imagine for having my brain the way work the way that it does. Um, like I'm open with you guys about it now that I'm learning more about it. Um, you know, I get to be creative in this, in this job. The hours aren't, you know, eight hours a day. It just sort of happens all the time or, you know, there's times where it can go up and down. Um, but if I had to be in an office building for, um, eight or nine hours a day, then that environment might make me feel like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I medication is necessary for me. Um, so I realize that I do have a really fortunate situation with this, um, but I also think that my experience can't translate to anybody else's experience. Just yeah. my experience. <coughs> um, Alexi, do you do you feel like you mentioned that you feel like your your anxiety is, has has gone up recently? Like, do you feel like that is like that is one of the reasons why a diagnosis is, you know, you're leaning towards, you want to get a diagnosis now because it, it's just another checkbox. Right. Yeah. And, and, and is it getting to it? And is it kind of climbing to a point where you're like, eh, this is sort of swinging to the place where it is disrupting my life in a way that I'd like to see if there is management 
that that can be done that I don't have access to now? Yeah, well, like I said, I've I've got um, where I work. I, I'm dealing with people online via chat for a while, and then there's times where I'm uh, I'm on the phone, and on the phone is the worst because I will talk and try and you know troubleshoot this and that, and all of a sudden I'm going to stutter, or I, I might just go silent and just move my head a bunch. And every once in a while, they're like, you're still there? I'm like, I'm still here. <laughs> and it, it just, it's so frustrating because I, if we're on such a great roll with day, 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 let's go, go, go. And all of a sudden I put a five to eight second pause. It, people kind of stumble. They're like, well, where the, where's the, you know, the momentum? Where are we going? Yeah. Where are we going? And then that kind of goes into, well, the adherence is maybe off or this, or uh, you didn't hit these marks that you should have. And I'm like, oh, God damn. It's so frustrating because like, of course, I don't want to take meds because it's just another thing to pop into your into your system. And if I can avoid it, yes, I will do my absolute best to avoid it. And this is why, like, my 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 uh, my walks are what I like doing and playing video games and, and seeing friends to kind of mentally get myself away from triggers that would stress me out in worse times. Mm-hmm. If If, and I know it's very cliche to say, but COVID really fucked me so mm-hmm. bad this like brew donkey this job here was like the life i very first full-time manager position ever at the company that was a dream job i get to talk about beer drink beer with people that i don't know but who cares that's the best part yeah and now i'm pretty much in an office situation and i'm somebody who i need to see people i i took television and radio at Algonquin where I need to be in front of the camera or behind the camera to, to, to deal with audio, to make sure everything's good, to boom, to record, to act and all that. And I can't really do that anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm doing that on the side with a couple side projects, but the joy is kind of out there, out uh, not there anymore, which gives me more anxiety, which gives me more stress, which then triggers other ticks, which then triggers everything else. And it's just, it's a domino effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a crazy, it, it, it is, I mean, it, like right there, you encapsulated it perfectly how, <clears throat> how, and, and JR, I heard you, you did a, you did a interview with uh, Main Street, I think the other day on CBC and I was mm-hmm. in the office listening to you give the interview and uh, you talked about the way that COVID has not, COVID is not just a, um, yeah. a, a respiratory disease, you know, it's a mental, oh. it's a mental yeah. illness that has, that has gotten into the minds of pretty much everybody yeah. on earth in some way, shape or form and mm-hmm. altered the way that we communicate. And then, and, and then, and then in, and then in your, in your case, like how that then cascades into the thing that you already deal with yeah. and, and, and enhances it or makes it, you know, makes it uh, more disruptive or, um, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. In yeah. terms of like, you know, the fact that you've been dealing with this for so long. Um, and I know, I know that you've mentioned earlier in the conversation that like, you know, you don't really give a fuck what people think about you. Um, uh, you know, ignorance. Except for it, my it, mom. I want to make sure she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was talking to her before we started recording. She said, you are pretty cool. Yeah. You're, you're a very cool boy. She said, um, uh, I'm wondering if you've, if you've run up against much, stigma um in your you know like in your day-to-day life um especially between like the tra- like transition of age in life you know like junior high is like just a fucking shit show of a time yeah. socially um and and so i'm sure that there was like stuff there but um between the you know the ages of 8 to where you are now like 
what has what has the experience been like in terms of stigma, direct stigma that you've faced based on the way that you present yourself um, on a day day to day basis? Obviously, you know the past five, even ten years, mental illness has become more prominent and more in your face than just not downplaying anything, but instead of just cancer, heart disease, all those things, like that's of course very prominent and very, very crucial, but people are suffering in different ways. And if we just focus on one thing consistently, we're going to forget about others. Mm-hmm. And so seeing the awareness finally pop up a little bit more often on some of the OC transfer buses, you're going to see um, banners of, of like call this number or go to this website for Tourette's. Um, but I think now that we're getting more awareness and kind of hopefully getting away from the Hollywoodized, um, and I keep forgetting it. I always want to say cochlearia, but it's the, the swearing ticks where yes, yeah. it is funny. It is for me, somebody who suffers from it. I think it's very funny if in a movie someone has that, mm-hmm. but it, just like anything else, like it's gotta be done well instead of just blatantly putting it out there and be like, well, what's the point? You're just making fun of somebody now. During high school, not really middle school, but mostly high school, I didn't really get made fun of a lot, but I definitely got noticed a lot um, and kind of pinpointed every once in a while. And my kind of ve- like step away from that was, was, was trying to do a little bit more art stuff. And mm. if I'm physically doing something, like I don't have ADHD. And I, and I know that, which is good. And I'm, I, and I'm not downplaying that either, but I'm saying that would just be another factor in what I have. Mm. But knowing that my, my Tourette's is pretty much like the prominent issue that I'm dealing with. Um, if I can just perform in front of somebody, talk to somebody, in a sense, do everything I can to distract my own self from that, great. Yeah. There's times where I can't and I'm at home and it gets worse and something that might be 10 minutes might take 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour. I don't know. Um, that's fine because I'm not dealing with somebody, but if I'm, if I'm with my friends or, or even just doing some of the brew donkey shifts, um, I, I kind of forget about it because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm focusing on, okay, I got to make sure everybody's back on the bus. I got to make sure no one's absolutely <clears throat> indulging themselves too much. Uh, I got to make sure that the next brewery knows that we're showing up in the next 20 minutes. So I've got so many tasks to do, but then as soon as I'm done my shift and the bus drops me off at home, I pretty much jump off and just flail everywhere and do whatever. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've built it up so much that I got to yeah. expel it somewhere. <laughs> and this is why video games, it, it kind of just puts me into it. I'm not yeah. a big reader because I can't see myself in that. But if I'm playing Zelda or Borderlands or something, I can see myself as that character. Mm-hmm. And as I'm focusing on, on doing the tasks or the, the side missions or whatever it is, I can not think about the world. I'm, Do your ticks present while you play? Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really fortunate that I don't have very nuts, um, uh, physical Tourette's. Yeah. Uh, I know tons of people who <clears throat> shift their body a lot and really like flail. And I've seen people almost like pop their shoulder cause they're kind of smashing an arm. Cause that's one of their ticks. And like, that's dangerous. That's scary stuff. And I hope that doesn't happen to me. Mm. I have minor ish, but it's so consistent. And as that, I don't know, it, 
it takes away from, from some of the joys that I used to have. Mm. And, and, you know, if, if I'm having a bad like tech attack on a plane and I'm sitting beside somebody, I don't know, I can't do anything. I'm yeah. sorry. I was coming home from Florida one day and this, the biggest sack of potatoes sat beside me, of course, and took up half my seat. And I started to tick and he's like, Oh, excuse me. I was like, I'm not trying to push you over kind of, but <laughs> I have these little things that will, I might jolt into you. It's because the, you're kind of in my bubble. Yeah. And, right. uh, and then they kind of understood that and we, we had a good laugh and such, but you know, it, it's, I don't mind explaining myself if I'm doing a tour, but mm. I don't want to talk to everybody and be like, hi, I've got this. Hi, I've got this. I don't yeah. feel like I need to explain myself. And this is where it's, it's good seeing that there's more awareness. In, in the case where you like somebody sits next to you on the airplane like that. And, and you, if you think about it, like if you think like, <clears throat> Oh fuck, I hope I don't, you know, tick, does that then make you tick? Yeah. 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 And that's so frustrating because (laughs) I'm sitting there excited to finally on the plane, buckle in and lights and such were about to take off. And I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe I should tell this person I've got something. Maybe, maybe. And then I kind of hold off, hold off. And then I totally forget space out. And then I start doing my thing. And then that makes me more anxious, more stressed, which brings up more ticks and Tourette's and then something yeah. else will come out. It's, it's a vicious cycle that I, I just seem to not be able to get out of. Yeah. But in all honesty, I don't hate it. I don't hate it because I could be worse off. I could have something absolutely worse. And just in this mental illness kind of phase, not phase or situation, but I'm fortunate to have what I have and the amount that I have compared to more and more. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely feel for people who have it a lot worse. But mm. the reason I say I, 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 I don't hate what I have is because then there's a little bit more awareness. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm very open about it compared to others that I know. If I'm open about it, at least that's a little bit more awareness to other people to say, hey, this is normal. This is fine. You probably yeah. know five people in your close friend group that might have it. Mm. I, I want to I come back to the... Uh, the group that you're uh, meeting with now, yeah. how, how did that come to be? Like, how did you find those people? Google Tourette's association, Ottawa. And I found a, found a group saw it's a yearly fee. Perfect. I know. And like the, the fee also gives you a, a vote in the annual meeting. Perfect. I think it's just, it's just an outlet because mm-hmm. I can talk to my wife as much as possible. I could talk to my, my friends about this, mm-hmm. but I don't want to burden them. I don't want to annoy them. I don't, I don't want to do all that stuff, especially if they don't have it. It's not that they're not mm. sentimental, but you know, I, I, they, they can't necessarily, know, they don't know what I'm going through. So talking to somebody who has it, has it either the same, the same or worse is like, ah, okay. I could just say these three, uh, these three or four words. And you're like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The only thing is like, there, there's, there's a lot of medication talk. And that, that, that's, that's, that's fine. And just in general, but I, from what I'm hearing is that there's so many meds out there, but none of them work. None of them are doing anything or, you know, some medication, some medications out there for Tourette's will stop you from doing ticks, but then give you, um, you know, suicidal thoughts. I'm thinking I'd rather just suffer with my ticks. Mm. Do you no like when you were when you were listening to people talk first? Because you you've mentioned that like when you were explaining some of the ticks that you have, um, other people were saying, yeah, like I have that too. 
was there anything that you were really surprised to hear anybody else say that you um, immediately identified with as well? Um, I think the toughest one was losing a couple close friends because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that many people who have lost friends and it's, I'm fine with the people that I haven't like that I've lost touch with because of this. Cause yeah, I was, I guess a little bit younger at the time, but it's, there's nothing one can do. Like I can't just flick a switch and say, you know what, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I talking to people about losing friends and, 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 and even a couple family members, not physically losing them, but mentally losing them. That's so tough to hear um, because there's no cure for Tourette's at all. Mm. It's just meds, suppress it, do something else. I mean, that's tough to kind of hear, especially with the way we are going in a, in a medically, like we're going up in meds. Like it's not some, one of my sisters, the other sisters, and she's one of the nurses. She's a nurse here in Ottawa. And the, the more I talk to her about this and she's kind of giving me a little bit more feedback and information saying like, yeah, there's, there is some new stuff that might be coming out soon. And um, I don't know. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. It's, it's frustrating. I kind of, I like talking about it because I can get more things out there, but I, I really feel for a lot of people who suffer a lot mm-hmm. worse than me. And that I think really emotionally takes a big toll on me um, because I'm very close and sentimental with, with a lot of people Um, seeing them suffer. I don't care about me necessarily, but seeing them suffer makes it worse for me, Mm. which gives me, which then just piles up to everything else. Um, And then the people that we chat with every week are so nice, so kind. Um, Everyone has their own unique thing but it's a place where if you break down who cares just break down do your mm-hmm. thing let mm-hmm. us help like let's just just talk about it and that's that's tough to do nowadays because because with most things it's just like yeah put a band-aid on it just take ibuprofen just take your whatever meds like if you have uh, anything like mm-hmm. it's tough what would you say is the biggest thing that your Tourette's has taken away from you what it's taken away from me, um, personal control. And I feel like that's kind of getting worse where I used to be a lot more happy-go-lucky. I still am, but I used to be a lot more. Mm. And now that I'm getting older and realizing more and trying to focus on getting myself better, that's taking more time, and which is taking away time to do other things. Um, one of my biggest dreams, which my wife and I were lucky to do was not live in Canada for a while in 2015 to 16, we moved to Ireland and we spent a whole year there, met great people. That was that one year. I definitely ticked, but I don't think I ticked the amount of times I ticked in that entire year was nothing compared to a week back here. Mm. Not to say here's terrible, but because I don't know what the hell I'm going into. Great. Today, I'm just going to walk down there. Don't know what there's going to, don't know what is going to be there. Probably a pub, of course. <laughs> um, but that's, that's the fun thing. And again, just going back to it, don't dwell on it, but that's again, COVID. Like I can't do that really anymore. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think just 
some personal choices um, and some, in all honesty, I'm not good to myself at all. Uh, that's one thing I do need to work on. And I'm getting deeper and deeper and deeper in a hole that I don't want to be in, mm. um, which, which adds more ticks. <laughs> mm. What would you say is the biggest thing it's given you? Um, in a small way, a little bit of a pedestal to put more mental awareness, like feelers out there and to tell people you're not alone. Um, I don't care what you have. It doesn't have to be Tourette's, but <clears throat> if I'm very open and honest, like know that I will hundred percent listen to you <clears throat> and not judge you at all. Um, and I just, I'm not here to change the world at all. I just, I wish there was an easier way to kind of get a little bit more awareness of anything out there. Mm. Cause there's so much media, so many different outlets nowadays that I, I kind of don't even know which direction to go to. Do I post things on, on Instagram, Snapchat, MSN, ICQ, whatever the hell you want to post. <laughs> <things on. laughs> it's just, there's so many outlets and I'm like, I don't want to type this out 17 times. I wish there was like one way and it'd be neat if there was like one, you know, Instagram for mental illness where everyone just kind of posts their things and there's comments and being like, Oh, you have that. I, I heard this is good. That's a great book recommendation or yeah, I tried these meds and yeah, this doesn't work. Um, yeah. I, I, I think just a way to have people um, be more open and honest with themselves, seeing me and like the weirdness that I am um, kind of not caring that I have, what I'm dealing with mm. and having them or giving them hopefully the mental opportunity to say, you know what, <clears throat> I'll, I'll talk to somebody about that too. Mm. Like I have this or I'm suffering from this and, and I just can't do it anymore. And, and, and yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I gotta say, Alexi, this has been a, a real pleasure to sit down and talk to you. Yeah. Um, and uh, we really appreciate you, you know, using, uh, taking time out of your day to, to, to just, help get the word out there and help spread awareness on uh, things like Tourette's and, and what you're dealing with. And a little, a little fun, little fact for, for all y'all. Um, I, we were, we were talking about the, the swearing tick, which is uh coprolalia, which I, yeah, which I heard, which I heard you say earlier. And I was like, coprolalia. I, I don't think I, I knew it was called that, uh, which is involuntary swearing of, of, or the involuntary utterance of obscene words. Um, coprolalia, 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 sorry, coprolalia comes from the Greek uh, corpros, meaning feces, and lalia, speech. Species, species speech. <laughs> You're shit talking people. Shit talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh my god! Yes, dung talk. Really great. The old, really the old dung talk. I don't. I don't know, uh, Alexi. I don't know if you if you listened to the uh, the the uh, another episode that we did with uh, with a family of of people who all have yeah, Tourette's. Yeah, whole family of Tourette's. So, uh, so a, a husband and wife who have Tourette's and they're met at a Tourette's. That's right. Festival. And their son has Tourette's. Festival is a conference. Conference, <laughs> festival, same, same. Same thing. And, uh, and, and, and they, they will, when Brian asked the question about, about, uh, whether when you think about 
not doing something, if that makes it, you know, more likely for you to do it or harder for you to avoid doing it, they fuck with each other because they know that all of them (laughs) are doing like, like, so when they want to fuck with each other, they'll be like, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) It was really, really funny. It was like, you know, just like finding those ways in which like, you know, I mean, that's right up our alley, right? Like you can find those, those find those ways. Turn your mental illness into a prank for others. (laughs) You've got to, because (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. That's what I was saying earlier. Like no one really in a sense gets hurt with this. It's just, Mm. it's, what you do and yeah kind of poking and prodding a buddy of mine does that too he'll on all of his shirts he'll just flick a little bit <laughs> everything and i'm there kind of like ah oh, shit yeah. what if i do that he's like no, don't even touch this my grandmother made this and i was like no let's put the thing down like no and it's just, i love that because yeah. it's not hurting me it's not doing anything we're having fun you're not making fun of me because i know you and just yeah. shoot the <laughs> shit enjoy yourself and deal with the best you can yeah <laughs> That's well, awesome. Alexi, thanks, man. This has been really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thanks, buddy. All right, folks, there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Alexi. What a charming, charming young man, right? Um, we had so much fun with that. Uh, we hope you'd enjoyed it as much as we did. And Donut, can you just not do that, please? Man, that dog. Um, uh, look, folks, I need uh, I need you to support the podcast so I can afford to get a dog trainer for this thing. Um, so if you want to support the podcast, just tell everyone you know that you listen to it and that you love it. And, uh, and if you want to do more than that, you can leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on Spotify on your mobile app. Um, or if you want, you can join our Discord. We have uh, episode conversations, and we've got uh, folks over there, our patrons on the Discord, chiming in, being producers for our Feel Good Friday segments. It's a whole buttload of fun. So if you want to join that fun, you can find the link to our Discord in the show notes. Sick Boy Podcast is produced and hosted by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Taylor McGilvery, and Brian Stever. We are managed by Jeffrey Lonis over at Talent Bureau. Sound design comes from Donovan, the Meerkat Morgan, and uh, the theme music is from the now defunct band Take Part. That is it for this week. I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.